<laughs> it would be a wolf, but eh? everybody welcome to the latest Wolves fancast match preview i'm your host little dan tonight i've got with me uh dan keegan dk wolf 90 uh how you going dan very well mate yeah yeah apart from wolves since i last spoke to you um uh, yeah things have taken a turn for the worst but yeah things are good down in luton all's good and uh, hopefully for a sort of big turnaround this weekend with the wolves but things are good down here mate yeah all very well good to see you both Yeah, it's, Wolves have become a massive uh, chore in, in recent, probably the last, feels like, two, three years, in, in all honesty. But um, obviously, another game this weekend, uh, coming up at home to Chelsea, three o'clock on Saturday. And uh, as you can see to the right of me, we've got Matt Hodges from uh, the band Palace, who's a big Chelsea fan. How are you, Matt? Very good, very good. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt. Obviously, uh, the viewers go and check out Matt's band, Palace uh, Class Band. I, I've uh, sort of made Matt blush a little bit um, off camera before we uh, we came live and tell him that his band reminds me of sort of elements of Falls and Radiohead. You can see them uh, get yourself on like iTunes, Spotify, all the best places. If you want one of our uh, American uh, listeners out there, Matt and Palace are on tour in America. Um, from the 28th of May all the way through June, from Texas all the way to California, Matt? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Whole month in, in the States and Canada, yeah. Starting in Texas. Going to be good. Yeah. Um, don't know about you, Dan. I'd be, I would love to be in a band. More than I'd probably love to be in a football team, to be honest, because I reckon I could, I could ride the wheels off a band longer than I could be a footballer. <laughs> Pretty good fun. Absolutely, mate. Um, <laughs> Weren't we talking not long ago about our glory years, 2005, so about 2010? They were the days, mate, the indie revolution, me and you, little Dan. That was it, yeah. The, the light bar revel re re revolution in Wolverhampton was kicking at the time. Uh, Matt and Palace have got uh, their latest tune, All I've Ever Wanted, uh, out now, as I said, on Spotify iTunes. Go and check it out. I'm just going to give you a quick snippet here. I did say one second. Live my best life. Like I said, go and check out Palace on uh, Spotify, iTunes. There's probably some illegal streams out there, illegal bootlegs you can get all of. Just go and listen to Palace wherever you can. Big weekend um, in, in football for, for all our teams. Um, but the news, the big news in football today is 
that Frank Lampard has returned as interim manager at Chelsea until until June. What, what have you made to that news, Matt? It's, 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 mad. it's pretty mad, I must say. It's It's been a real roller coaster, um, obviously. I mean, it, I don't know. It, it, it does kind of make you wonder what, why the um, what I've been thinking today is why there isn't a more um, uh, permanent solution in place already since sacking Potter. It all feels very kind of um, uh, just just a bit mad, which which is a pretty good reflection of schoolboy playing football manager esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fancy football vibes. It's it's really weird. So I mean, it's going to be it's going to be okay, but 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 I think um, you know he was sacked for a reason. So um, it'll be interesting to see what what happens uh, for the rest of the season for sure. Obviously, a hero to the the Chelsea contingent. Not only as a player, he did he did quite well in his first season when they had the transfer embargo. Um, any sort of optimism you can take is that when Carlo Ancelotti got sacked by Everton, he went to Real Madrid and won the Champions League. So maybe there's a repeat on the cards there. But what 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 are you what are your thoughts, Dan, on um, Frank Lampard returning to Chelsea and how it'll affect our game on Saturday? Uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather Potter was in charge. If I'm completely <laughs> honest, uh, it was yeah, it was a bit of a hit when Potter got sacked uh, in our group chat. Me and the boys we all sort of said, "Here we go now!" Like now they're going to sort of turn. And Lampard, to be honest, is probably the worst of all. Like, I actually think Lamps will come in and probably do a good job. Like, I think he's got a bit to prove there. Um, I'm a big fan of Lampard. I've, I loved him as a player. He was an absolute hero of mine when I was younger as a player. And actually, it reminds me a bit of when Di Matteo went there, you know. Di Matteo went there in 2012. They were struggling. And all of a sudden, Lamp- uh, Di Matteo went in there and they went through this mad period in the Champions League. They went on to win it against Bayern, away from home in the final, basically. And I think the, the owners are probably thinking it's win-win. The only thing I think was for Lampard, to me, is it not a bit condescending? He's been there as manager. And now it's like, look, we want you as a quick fit. And I think that his love for the club means that he will take on anything for that club. Fair play to him. But I think the fact that they've been like, look, we're getting in someone bigger and better than you, which straight away is kind of a hit at the end of the season for Lampard. But the fact that he's taken it on, fair play to him. He's been a big man about it and been like, I love the club. I'll go there. In terms of Wolves... Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's good for us because uh, if I remember rightly, when they come to the mole, was that not when Tammy got a hat trick at the Molyneux? They flew past us. So uh, yeah, I don't think it, the omens are very good for us. But we need a win. I think they're a team bang out of form. But this, I still think when you watch them, the quality they got all over the pitch, they just can't put the ball in the net. A bit like us, but they create a lot more chances than us. So yeah, I think Lampard. Lampard um, is actually a good appointment. I think it's a bit of genius from Chelsea. The fact he's taken the job is good. So yeah. I think I think he'll do a good job going forward, and I think fair play to Frank for taking the job. Yeah, I think that's it's like fair. what he said. Go on, go on, Matt, carry on. No, I, th- I think that's really fair. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it, it is really weird, like I said, but I think it will energize. Um, uh, you know, maybe we'll see some of the some of the younger players. Um, maybe uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, you know Mason Mount being on the periphery. Under Potter, obviously, as we know, um, Frank's a big fan of of um, of him, and you know some of the younger academy players um, that, that came through uh, when he was when he was managing. So, so yeah, I, I think it, that there will be a real shake up, and it could be an opportunity to really sort of 
you know, just just inject a little bit of energy in, into things. So yeah, it should be pretty interesting. I think he'll come in and he'll, he'll provide a bit of a happy-go-lucky type camp where you look at Chelsea that sort of couple of months, maybe even longer, that um, things just haven't really just kicked on under Potter, have they? Like you said, Dan, the, the create chances similar to what Potter did at Brighton, but they didn't have a striker who was, who was clinical. Not just strikers, just the whole team weren't clinical. I think Lampard will come in, he'll, he'll raise the spirits a little bit more. I think the, the players will be a lot more relaxed, whereas... Under Potter, it just felt you heard some of the stories this week about them calling him Hogwarts and and Harry beyond the beyond the sort of uh, the training ground and things being sort of out of his depth to the point where players like Mudrick were having to change in the in the corridors because they didn't have enough room for players in the dressing room. For a club of Chelsea size, it just shows that there were the standards have slipped a bit like Wolves under Bruno Large, Dan. But um, let's talk about Wolves, shall we? Because obviously it's match week thirty in the Premier League. Uh, the weekend starts uh, with Man United at home to Everton at 12.30. Uh, rivals, now current rivals, Nottingham Forest travel away to Aston Villa. Uh, games like sort of um, wars we'll be looking at. Leicester versus Bournemouth. Man City travel to Southampton for the R5 kickoff. And Leeds, uh, Leeds Crystal Palace is uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday with the sun- Super Sunday game. Liverpool at home to Arsenal, which is going to be a massive game in the title race. I'll come to you first, Dan. Who's who's? Where's your money currently? With uh, who's going to win the title? Um, I, I said Arsenal until this point in, in in the last couple of months because I actually think it reminds me a bit of other seasons, not quite like Leicester, but it reminds me a bit of Leicester where they were getting written off, written off, written off, and they just continued to win. But I have said to all the Arsenal mate down in Luton, there are Arsenal everywhere. A lot of my close friends are Arsenal, and I said I think if they get through Liverpool. Sunday, they win the title for me. I think if they win that, they win it. But I actually think Liverpool will have a, another story to say about that. I think I think Liverpool away is going to be a real tough game for them. But I think if they get through it, it's over. But City are relentless, aren't they? They've already started winning games now and like they're on a bit of a run themselves. As soon as Arsenal slip up, they've still got to play each other. Um, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence here, I guess. But I'm going to stick with Arsenal. I think, I think if they win Sunday, they're home and dry. But... You just know what City are like. They've got the experience there. And Arsenal, they haven't got it, but they've, they've done so well till now. The amount of times I've written them off and I've said, this might be the game. I remember away at Fulham a few weeks back. I thought that was a tough game, like it was for Wolves anyway. But they went there and they, they were 3-0 up by the time I got the game on. So Arsenal have done very well. But I think, yeah, if they get through Liverpool, Dan and Matt, I think I think Arsenal are there. I, th- I think they'll do it then. I, I did say before um, Man City-Liverpool, that I thought Liverpool would have a massive say in this title. And the fact that Man City absolutely steamrolled them last week, it just shows yeah. them, them going into juggernaut Man City mode, aren't they? It There was something I just heard you say in regards to when Leicester won the league. It feels like one of those seasons where, like you said, Arsenal have been constantly wrote off. But all the teams below them have, have expected them to drop off and haven't really kicked on. Whereas I mean, Tottenham ended up finishing second, didn't they? In the end, Leicester won. The Leicester won. The yeah, league. yeah. It was um, it was Arsenal and Spurs were the only ones really close in the end. So that was a bit like that. But the only thing is, they didn't have a City right in behind them. So I suppose it is a little bit different in that sense. But you're right. There's teams dropping points below them all over. United got a bit close for a while. They dropped off. So it's literally just City they need to beat off now. But that is the hardest of the lot. City under Pep in the last ten years are the hardest team under all of them that you could beat off because now you know they're on a roll now and if Arsenal drops Sunday all of a sudden it's back it's, it's game on but yeah I think if Arsenal do it Sunday mate they're nearly there man I'm nearly there because against the whole 
Uh, apart from the top six, I think I think they win the rest of the game. So they've got a little tough run in, but I think, yeah, beat Liverpool, mate. The Gooners could be there. They could be their title. Let's see. Obviously, Man City are currently eight points behind um, Arsenal. Um, we've got a game in hand. Where's your money at the moment, Matt? I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I think Arsenal will do it, you know. I mean, although it was terrifying to see what City can do, even without Haaland. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of scary, but um, I, 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 I'm not sure, you know. I, I think Arsenal I think Arsenal will do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been saying for sort of weeks now, I don't really want Arsenal to win the league because... <laughs> I don't want to be in that away end the day Arsenal lift the trophy. Ever since we had that sort of bit of running battle with Arsenal the last two seasons down where we were sort of pushing for sort of fourth and then obviously the Europa League conference places with Arsenal and the the, the two defeats that we had to Arsenal last season really, really stung. And like you said, it's not just looting down. Arsenal fans are all over the country and I only know a handful that I wouldn't mind Arsenal winning the league for, but the majority are just complete tossers and I'd rather they didn't win the league for those <laughs> tossers, to be honest, because, I, like you said, I, you don't, I still don't really know many Man City fans even now they're, you know, the team in, in England to a degree. But um, Pep needs to win the Champions League also for me because he's even said himself, if they don't win the Champions League, his, his, his tenure at Man City is going to be seen as a, a failure. Just while we're on that, sorry for interrupting you. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. See, do you think the Champions the Champions League means that, like for Pep, if he doesn't win the Champions League, you're saying he's a failure? There is that is that your opinion? But I think the Champions League is just I don't know, man. It comes down to a goal. The amount of times City have come, that Spurs game comes to mind. The Sterling goal that didn't count, and they got to a final loss by a goal. I know what you're saying. But on the other hand, it comes over two legs. I just think what he's done in the Premier League, he's dictated it. I know he's had the money in that, but so has other teams. I think it's just harsh on Pep. But I know it's probably going to happen. I think that's the reason he's staying. That what you say, unless he gets that Champions League, and that's probably why Haaland's come in. Because without him, you're right, Matt. Without him, they look unbelievable in the Prem. I still think they'd win it without him, nearly. Um, but when he's in that team, I think in the Champions League, I think that's why he's there. But for me, Pep has still been a huge success. But... The Champions League, you know it. You know that's why he's staying there. That's the one that everyone's going to hinge on. Man City need to win that under him, I think. Let us know in the comments section whether you feel um, Pep needs to win the, the Champions League to be seen as a success. It's fraudiola for me. Until he wins the Champions League, it's fraudiola. Um, he spent over a billion since he left Barcelona. He hasn't won the Champions League without Messi. He spent over a billion pounds since leaving Barcelona and hasn't won one Champions League. I'm not saying he's not a top-level coach. He is, he is elite. To get players, like obviously Man City have got a massive squad, to keep that quantity of players motivated to win league after league and all the domestic clubs, getting them, up, getting them up for the Carabao Cup every other season and winning that, dominating in that tournament. But it's like I said, until he wins the Champions League, a lot of the defeats that you mentioned there, Dan, have been to him trying to be too cute in Champions League games and it's come back to, uh, to cost him. But as a... We're a Wolves podcast. We've got to try and get back to Wolves because uh, I want to go and have my tea before eight o'clock. Um, the the other big news that's come out in the last sort of twenty four hours is the uh, hashtag Spitgate. <laughs> Daniel Pedence has been charged for allegedly spitting at Brennan Johnson in Saturday's one or draw at the City Ground. Uh, Daniel Pedence has actually been on his Instagram stories today, uh, putting out a bit of a statement. These were his words: "As I have been accused of something I have I haven't done, I will make it clear." 
I will did I did not spit on Nottingham's player. I'm telling the truth, and I would never do such a thing, even more to a colleague. Thank you. Um, if he does get a, a ban, it's up to a potential six-game ban. Dan, what, what, what's your opinions on that situation? Um, it's hard to back Podence up, to be honest. I saw it on um, actually the day as well. They were saying nothing come out of his mouth, but when you see his face, whether he has or hasn't, it's just it's not great. It's very unprofessional. It doesn't look good. It looks like he's either attempting it or he's pretending. The only excuse I think he could come out with is, I was giving it that I was going to spit. I was pretending I was. Even that, that's not a thing I would do or the two you would do. Like It's just a weird one. So it's very hard to back Podence up, man, after coming on and getting the goal that we badly needed to do that. Just, yeah, a bit disappointed in him, to be honest, Dan. What, what's your opinion on the situation, Matt? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you, could, you even, even if it was sort of pretending to do it, like you say, it's like you, you just... You can't, you can't do that. And look, <laughs> look at the picture; it's pretty damning. So I think, um, I think, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not at that at that level. You just don't really expect anything like that at all. I mean, it's just, you know, like the Mitrovic situation. You just can't do. You, you can't act like that on on at that kind of level. That's it. Um, as you can see in the pictures in the middle of the screen for the YouTube viewers, audio listeners, I'm telling you, you've got to try and get onto the Wolves Fancast channel and subscribe while you're at it. Uh, Brennan Johnson was interviewed after the game and the uh, the interviewer did push him on the situation. Um, Brendan, Brendan Johnson did come out with, I can't remember it too clearly. Uh, the interviewer then pushed him. In your words, did he spit at you, the Wolves man? Uh, Brendan Johnson then went on to say, at the end of the day, it didn't happen. Um, I'm going to go a bit um, heavy with my football tribalism at the moment and um, say possibly Daniel Prudence could be um, in a sort of mindset where he's blowing on Brennan Johnson because if you reflect back to Saturday first half, he went down and got booked for diving. And for me, Daniel Prudence could possibly be saying, I'm going to blow on you and you're going to fall over, you pussy. That's the sort of mindset that I'm going with with my football tribalism. But the same situation as both you said, just don't put yourself in that situation where you're even insinuating or pulling that sort of gesture. It's really naive and stupid for Daniel Pedence. But I'm in the camp that I'd like to believe that there's no Wolves player that would ever pull on a Wolves shirt and would spit at an opponent because it's 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 one of the lowest forms of it's lowest one of the lowest forms, isn't it, Dan? Dan, he's looking for a lawyer as well, mate. You have sold your argument now. I like it. I've, I've, I've watched enough Better Call Saul, Dan, to know. <laughs> I'm a lawyer, I'm not a criminal. Two little Dan's in the box together. <laughs> That's it. That's what Wolves have been missing, that creativity, Dan. But, you know, we'll talk about that another time in today's <laughs> pre-match uh, press conference. Julian Lopetegui did um, uh, sort of back his uh, Portuguese uh, forward, Daniel Pedence, saying Daniel Pedence never, 100% never spit. Obviously, the FA will be um, carrying out a three-man personal hearing which Wolves will look to defend, obviously, quite vehemently. Uh, he Chang Wang has been confirmed as available for Saturday's game. Ruben Neves is obviously out with a two-game ban after picking up his 10th book of the season at Nottingham Forest. Uh, Bubakar Troyore has been uh, training full-time in the last two weeks, so he may feature on Saturday. Uh, Matt, Chelsea drew 0-0 with uh, Liverpool earlier on the week. You look at that team that uh, featured in that game. What sort of change do you think uh, Super Frank will make on, on Saturday? I think, um, yeah, like earlier, there'll, there'll be some some Frank favourites back in. I think we'll see, um, 
think we'll see Mason Mount back in. Um, and a bit more, just just a bit of, of an injection of, of energy. Um, I think, um, what else have we got? I'd, I'd love seeing uh, Conte back. That's um, amazing. He was absolutely awesome, I felt. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we'll still have the same... There, there is the same issues in, in the fact that, um, as you guys were saying before, it feels really, really difficult to score goals. So I think that issue still stands. But, um, yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be a couple of changes. Obviously, the player that Wolves were heavily linked with and was still a little bit gutted, never actually uh, arrived in Wolverhampton. What, what's your opinion on uh, Enzo Fernandez, Matt? Yeah, I think he's he's, he's actually one of the... the in this kind of madness of the last few months, um, he's one of the few players that that has made quite a big impact. I'd say I think he's been really, really solid, and you can sort of see the difference that he's making. Um, so really happy about that personally. Yeah, I think he's a great player. Still a bit hurt that last game of the season when Wolves were pushing for Europe and Mason Mount scored that free kick and Jamie G24 has just commented 100%. He starts Mason Mount and he bangs a goal. Um, what's your opinions on Enzo Fernandez, Dan? Because I'm, I'm still sort of hurt that we never got him over the line. Yeah, uh, very good player. I think prob probably a little bit overpriced, but that was the World Cup for you. But um, no, I think he's done very well. I think people really panic about the Premier League. And I also think Mudrick is getting a lot more stick than he deserves. Like the Premier League is a different kettle of fish and sometimes they need time. And if, let's say, for, for example, we're going on Chelsea, Didier Drogba, I remember his first season when he came from Marseille. It took him about eight to nine months to really settle in. He scored maybe, I, I think it was less than 10 goals first season. And if that was the case then, like you probably wouldn't have got a, sort of stayed on the next, they would have moved him on. You have to give these players a bit of time, especially the likes of Enzo and Madrid. Enzo's come from completely different, like in the Portuguese league, completely different. Come here, and I think he's settled in okay. He hasn't, he hasn't hit the ground running like maybe like a Cante might when he comes to Chelsea from Leicester. But yeah, I think I think Enzo, I think I'm a real big fan. I thought he was brilliant for Argentina. Real big fan of it. I think he was overpriced, but I think Enzo Fernandez will be really good for them. And I also think Madrid will. I think Madrid. Like, I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's got so much stick that I think he will come. He's electric, mate, on his day. He's electric. But yeah, they've got a lot of players there. Big, massive squad, a lot of money. Like, they've just got to find the mix. Somebody will. Maybe Nagelsmann, when he comes in. It looks like that way. But hopefully Frank will do it for them. Just not Saturday. Just not on Saturday. <laughs> just, just, just a quick question, Matt, um, before we try and get back to heavily Wolves chat. If Frank Lampard wins the Champions League, does he get the job? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, that would be amazing. I, I mean, it would be great. It would be, be an amazing story, wouldn't it? And I, I, it's not, I think it's it's possible. It's, it's possible. It could happen. Yeah, I, I'd love him to have another crack. Um, as you guys are saying, who, who doesn't love Frank? But, um, you know, like, like I said before, he, he, he left for a reason last time. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Speaking of slightly overpriced midfielders who played in the Portuguese, Dan, obviously Mateus Nunes hasn't really hit the heights of what we've expected this season. Do you think he starts on Saturday? Yeah, I think Neves is out, right? So I think we'll, we'll have to have Nunes start. And I suppose Gomez maybe we're kind of running out of options in there a little bit. I think Moutinho, to be honest, I think Moutinho is definitely past his best. Um 
So Nunes has to start. I don't like him. I don't know about you, Dan. I don't like Nunes higher. I do think he's a centre midfielder. And I think that's where we need to be playing him, right in the middle. They pushed him on higher, I think, uh, against Forrest. Uh, but yeah, Nunes has to start. Neves is out. We haven't got that many options. Um, I suppose Gomez possibly in, like I say. Uh, but yeah, Nunes, I like him. And I do think whatever happens with Nunes, he will leave Wolves and he will end up being a world-beater. He'll be a very, very good player. I just think, I don't know where he's at at the moment, whether he knows where he's even playing for us, whether he knows he's possibly a better level than us. Uh, but he needs to pull his finger out because it's not good enough. But I think he knows the summer move is there for him, possibly Liverpool or whatever. But it's annoying me because I know what a player is in there with him. Um, but yeah, if we drop him into centre midfield, obviously with Neves out, um, yeah, I definitely think he, he plays, he has to play. I don't know what you're saying about him, Dan, but for me, without Neves, we're running out of options, mate. Yeah, it'd be interested to see how Lopetegui sets us up on Saturday. I'm sort of in agreement with you where I don't really want Matthias Nunes playing sort of a left-wing hybrid role. I want him sort of picking the ball up on the sort of centre-half, DNR half. I, I feel like he's either too deep or he's, or he's picking up the ball too high where we're not utilising him enough. Um, I'd like a sort of a two-man midfield maybe with Lamina uh, and Nunes on Saturday, maybe a 4-2-3-1. Um, obviously, Hugo Breno made his comeback off the bench on on Saturday, Ryan at Norris had a bit of seems to be a disagreement or a falling out. Who starts at left back for you on uh, Saturday, Dan? Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Uh, I think Bueno starts. I don't know what's going on with Ait Nori. Uh, I said to you on the last last time I was on the podcast before the Bournemouth game. I think he's a top four player in waiting, but it, I feel like something's gone wrong. Uh, with Ait Nori with the manager anyway, but uh, Bueno, big fan. Yeah, I think Bueno starts. Obviously, um, Chelsea player who follows Wolves social media, Matt. Uh, Jao Felix has to be with him this season. Well, say that again, mate. I missed that. Uh, how impressed have you been with Jao Felix this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's another one. who He started started really well. He looks great. He looks like a, a great player. And from what I understand, he's enjoying it as well. Um could do, yeah. Could just do with um, do with some more goals, I guess. But um, I, I think he looks great. Obviously, I think it was something like eleven million pound, was it? Loan fee until the end of the season, and then he signed a new contract with Atletico. Um, would you like him to stay at the end of the season? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about Kai Havertz? Obviously, he's been sort of your main sort of. Focal point number nine to a degree this season. How do you think he can uh, feature on Saturday? I think he's he's a player that's. Um, it, it, you kind of keep hearing that he well for for, for a while he, he hasn't sort of found his position or whatever. I, I don't know. He he's he's he he is an amazing player, but again, I think just something isn't quite clicking. He hasn't quite clicked. I don't think so. Um, but. I think he's still, he he's he needs time. He's another one who needs some some more time. I would say I think he's he's going to be amazing, but um, he's not quite there yet. Looking at that Chelsea lineup on the right, Dan, who concerns you uh, against Wolves on Saturday? Because for me, I think Ben Chilwell is going to be quite massive in this game on Saturday. Yeah, Chelsea. I think when they have Chilwell and James on the flanks, they're kind of a different sort of side. Um, I think when them two play, I agree. I think Chilwell's class, left side, uh, and James on the right. Um, Yao Felix, mate, I've watched him loads for Chelsea. 
he played really well the other night against Liverpool. He showed some real glimpses of quality what he's got. It's a matter of time with him. And no doubt it will be at the Molyneux on Saturday. But that's how it feels. Havertz, I was a big fan of him at Leverkusen. I loved Kai Havertz. I've got to say at Chelsea, I feel like something's up. He's not a centre-forward. They, they don't really know where to put him and they haven't got a centre-forward to play ahead of him. They sold Werner. They, they got rid of a lot of their better centre-forwards, I think, in my eyes. Even Lukaku. So, in terms of Saturday, Chilwell and James on the flanks and Kante being back is always going to be a problem, mate. The second he gets playing, they really are a different outfit then. Looking at that Wolves lineup on the left, Matt, who concerned you in that Wolves lineup? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, that's Matt. We're, we're struggling in a relegation battle here, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I think, it, I think, um, I think, I, I don't think it's going to be a game full of goals, but I, I think Chelsea might have this one. Obviously, um, Diego Costa may feature against Chelsea. What was your sort of feelings on him when he was at the bridge? Yeah, but I mean, what an amazing... Uh, he, <laughs> uh, he he was an amazing, amazing player for us. So just like pure <laughs> aggression, just like a big kind of ball of aggression. It was it was amazing watching him play. Um, and he, he, he knew how to score goals. So yeah, that was a great, a great era. He had a decent cameo when he came on against Forest on on Saturday. Dan, um, who 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 leads the line for you against Chelsea on Saturday? Costa or Jimenez or or Cunha? What's your opinions on our forward line for Chelsea? Yeah, not Cunha. I don't think. I think we need one of the two. Uh, I'm going to say Costa after Saturday. I thought he done well against Forest. Mate, we're in trouble really in the centre forward position, aren't we? Neither of them are ideal. Jimenez, I love him, but. He has come kind of off the book, off the boil since the injury at Arsenal the years ago. So I don't think Cunha, like we said in the last podcast when I was last on before the Bournemouth game, he had a centre forward. Um, he works hard, and I'm, I'm a bigger fan than a lot of Wolves fans are of him. I think he works hard and he loves the club, but I think maybe Costa against his old club, give him a go. Who knows, man? The bit of magic there. It, we we need something, and I'd say he's a better option than Jimenez right now, in my opinion. Would you not? Would you consider uh, Cunha in a, the number ten role behind either Jimenez or Diego? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I I, I like Cunha, but I, I think it's a lot to ask of him in in, in that striker role. It's very difficult at that level to do that role. Even uh, Jimenez and and Costa struggle with that. But um, yeah, if he was dropped a little bit deeper, I think technically he's a very good player. But as a centre forward, I'm not having him. And I definitely, if you look at the three we had up front there, Dan. Nunes, Treore, and Cunha. Like, it's just so weak. Away at Forest, it's just, it's pitiful, man. Like, no wonder we didn't score any goals. It's pathetic. So, we have to throw one another. They're not ideal. Don't get me wrong. He's not the centre forward I want at Wolves. But Costa, I like him. He works hard. And, and against Chelsea, there might be a little bit of sort of magic against his old club there. Yeah, hopefully. I don't want a sort of um, temp fight, Matt, but Diego Costa still hasn't scored a goal for Wolves. So if there was ever a game where we needed it, it would be Saturday. Um, I'm just going to put you both on the spot. It's the, the part I really don't like doing. Matt, what is your score prediction for the game between Wolves and Chelsea on Saturday at three o'clock? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it'll be 1-0 Chelsea. Um, and... Uh, I'm going to say um, uh, red card Costa. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, but there's, a, there's definitely a possibility, isn't there, Dan? What's your score prediction for Saturday? 
Yeah, I'm going to have to go with a Wolves win. Uh, I was looking at the odds before this. I thought Chelsea would be shorter, uh, but I suppose without a gaffer, they're not in the best form. But with Frank there, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I think there'll be a couple of goals in the game. I know we're not scoring goals either of us, but I think 2-1 Wolves I'll go with. We've, we've actually done very well against teams in the top half at the mall. So I'm going to go again, Lopetegui to get them playing. Massive result, especially with the games we've got after this. I feel like if we can get anything, a draw would be, probably be a good result. But now nah, 2-1 Wolves, I'm going to go with that. It's like what you said, against the, the teams where they're not going to sit in like Forest and Bournemouth, it, hopefully it plays into our hands to a degree. I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game on Saturday. I'm going with a 2 all. No sort of logic behind it because, like you said, neither team have been um, in, the, in the goals recently. But it's got to change at some point, hasn't it? Hopefully... We can just get a good result because we don't really want to go into Brentford needing a win because if results go against us this weekend, we could be in, in the bottom three come come Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, it's massive that we get a result on Saturday. Matt, obviously, uh, let the people know where they can find Palace and what you like your singles again. Uh, Palace on all your favourite streaming platforms. Um we're going to the States to play a bunch of shows in May. Uh, and the song out now is called All We've Ever Wanted that you can go and check out. Have you got any UK festival dates announced yet? No UK dates yet. Only abroad at the moment, I'm afraid. I'm sure there'll be something. Just keep your eyes out. I think it's at We Are Palace on social media. Obviously at DK Wolf 90. Thanks again to everyone that's tuned in on the Wolves Fancast tonight. Obviously, recently we broke the 2,000 subscribers mark. Doesn't sound a lot, but it helps the channel if you keep subscribing and liking the videos. Obviously, there's episodes out weekly. We've got old shows with old players where you can listen to. And yeah, keep following us at Wolves Fancast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll probably do a TikTok one day, but I'm probably a bit too grown up for that. Thanks for joining us. Have a good Easter weekend and hopefully we'll be back on Sunday with a podcast to review. Hopefully a good result against Chelsea. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend.